Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap here. Well, Singapore shares dipped at the opening bell after global equities turned out a mixed showing overnight. In early trade, the STI down 0.2% to 3,128 points. Nearly 37 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, numbers on the SGX are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The Straits Times Index up 0.52% at 3,151 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $936 million. Gainers outnumbered losers, 343 versus 206. Top five movers by value, we've got Tier DBS, UOB, OCBC, Citrim and Singtel. Heavily traded securities included Oceanus, Citrim and Thai Beverage. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have Suntech Reed. The Reed manager reported that distribution per unit for second half of 2023 fell by some 10% from a year ago. Now, meanwhile, from a rally in Alibaba shares to more on ComfortDelGro, corporate headlines are in focus. Also on deck, what's up with Netflix and its best customer gains since the pandemic surge and eBay's move to slash a thousand jobs. Now, joining me on the line is Willie King, founder, the Dividend Titan. Uh, Willie, welcome. Hey, good evening, Tian Great to have you. And let's start with the usuals, uh, Willie. How did the SDI fare so far today? Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers, say Suntech REIT? Yeah, I mean, if you look at Singapore stocks this morning, um, they were sort of pulled into positive territory after last night's uh, Wall Street stock rally. Mm. And of course, I think the, the market seems to be much um, happier also. I mean, if you look in the midday where some of the stocks were driven largely by some of the news coming out from China itself after the market, the Chinese market, the government wants to actually start to launch some of the quantitative easing or monetary easing. Now, coming back to the Singapore market, we are looking at Suntech Re. Um, I think it has reported a disappointing distribution per unit or DQ for the second half of 2023. And it fell by, like what you said, it fell by about 10% as compared to a year earlier. So this on one hand, it seems like the revenue and the net profit income has actually grown. Um, this was something which is uh, quite expected. I mean, if you see from the reopening after COVID, you have retail, you have offices, people are generally coming back and can see the food traffic. But what was pretty surprising here is that the stock itself or the read itself um, have actually managed to clock um, slightly higher financing costs. That's one. And number two, because of its Australian properties um, that that actually resulted in some of the currency weakness because it mm. collected um, Australian dollars and because of our stronger Singapore dollar that has actually resulted in some currency losses which also resulted in a fall in its distribution per unit. Hmm. And I do want to take a look at some other companies to watch. Uh, really, I'm just going to drop some names over here and you pick up one that stood out to you, yeah? Citrium, yeah. Capel. Comfort Delgro, or Comfort Delgro in particular, on its JV with UK's Go Ahead Group, which one stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's actually a few which I've been reading, and one which uh, stood out for me is actually Comfort Delgro, um, largely because of its joint venture with UK's Go Ahead Group. So, what is interesting is that after the pandemic, I think Comfort Delgro has sort of made uh, much more hit take wins into trying to do JVs in order to improve its business. So, Comfort Delgro's joint venture with 
British Transport Group go ahead. They have actually ob- obtained a contract um, to maintain Stockholm Metro. And this 11-year contract um, has operations which would start um, next year, May, and will be the Transport Group's first real contract in Sweden and possibly the largest real passenger operation outside Singapore. So this is something which is interesting because if you look at Comfort Yogo uh, for the couple past couple of years, it has been trying to uh, grow its revenue. And if you see its latest first half 2023 results, um, even though it has sort of maintained a recurring revenue, it's probably haven't really done too well, largely because of high operating costs. So it is trying to actually maintain operating costs. So on one hand, I think while it's actually positive to look at Comfort Delgro in terms of its joint venture, I think it also remains to be seen how Comfort Delgro can actually integrate some of its joint venture contracts or future contracts into its business, more importantly, also trying to mm. maintain its operating costs. So Comfort Delgo actually um, came as something which is interesting for me, at least for today. Right. And across the region, uh, Willie, Alibaba Group Holdings shares jumped after a New York Times uh, article that founder Jack Ma, he has been buying up shares in the company. Now, per the report, Jack Ma and Alibaba chairman Joe Tsai, they have bought a combined 202 million US dollars worth of shares in recent months as stock plunged. How far has that fueled a rally in Hong Kong today? Also amid news that, you know, Chinese authorities are propping up the economy. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, and then, um, Alibaba is one one of the companies or the stocks which a lot of Asian investors tend to be watching out for. You could say that it's really the crown jewel of China and even in the Hong Kong market. So when Alibaba actually made this news, um, the Hong Kong market was really in a soft, sort of a happy trigger mode and it sort of you know, had a rally for the day itself. And on top of that, you also have the Chinese government also trying to uh, kickstart the economy by producing some of its stimulus measures. Now, for Alibaba itself, um, if you look at Jack Ma and Joe Tsai, which is the chairman, um, they've actually bought back about $200 million worth of shares in the recent months. So this actually come across as two positive news because share buybacks tend to be a good support of the share price performance, that's one. And it also signals to the market that um, for, com- for company management, for management to actually buy back shares, it's, it shows a sign of confidence yeah. um, for the company itself. However, if you look at um, a lot of these share buybacks, typically it has to have a, some form of significance in terms of the assets because if you look at Alibaba's balance sheet, it has over $200 billion of assets. However, if you look at the recent purchases, um, it's only less than half a billion dollars of share buybacks. So it might not be that meaningful if you think about trying to improve um, the financial health of the company through share buyback. However, this actually gives some form of confidence. Now, what investors or what I would want to see is actually a more consistent share buyback going into the future. That means trying to reinstate Alibaba's share share buyback program on one hand, another one is to see um, the magnitude or the amount of share buybacks in terms of the share amount, the share value which they're actually buying back. So this would be something which I'll be closely watching out for. Now, I think the, the good thing about this share buyback is mm. also uh, running on the tailwind of more positive results. If you see from its recent uh, results late last year, Alibaba yeah. sort of has come out of the woods 
because it has sort of mm. a single-digit growth in terms of its e-commerce and its yeah. business. So I guess that's something which um, is probably a positive sign for Alibaba. Right, and over in the US, uh, Willie, let's take a look at Netflix. Signed up 13.1 million customers in the last three months of 2023, uh, the streaming giant's best quarter of growth since the pandemic surge. How do you read into this? Yeah, I mean, this is actually quite a surprise for me, to be honest, Kentian, because uh-huh. um, on one hand, for Netflix, there is this whole um, streaming war, right? If you compare to your Disney+, Plus, your Prime, and even your Apple TV as well, streaming businesses tend to be very competitive, um, and it really strikes in where you have to really come out as the monopoly or as the winner here. And, you know, for a couple of years, if you look at how Netflix has been um, with the reopening of the economy, Netflix has, has been trying to keep up with the subscribers and even launching its um, tier revenue mm. segment. So uh, this sort of came as something positive for Netflix. I mean, after it has dropped about 13 million new subscribers. Um, one thing which I, I will be closely watching out for is its operating costs. Because if you look at streaming businesses, mm. Netflix tend to, uh, streaming businesses tend to have very thin margins, largely because of the need to actually acquire new assets, or in this case, yeah. um, new uh, films, movies, right. in order to keep consumers um, hooked, mm. uh, connected to yeah. the, 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 the films itself. Yeah. So Netflix so far has actually improved on that. And I think this is something which is um, one thing which I'll also be watching out for. I mean, if you see for the past couple of years, while it has sort of improved its profit margins, I think what would be interesting to look out for is having that sustained free cash flow for Netflix, which so far for the past three years, it has been actually producing that uh, kind of positive free cash flow. Mm. And we only have about 20 seconds to go. Um, a big question over here and a quick one as well. eBay said it will cut about 1,000 roles or 9% of current workforce. Something similar announced at SAP as well. Restructuring of jobs affect 8,000 people. How far are these a cause of concern? Who is next? Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, SAP, if you look at eBay, and even if you look at some of the Magnificent Seven, a lot of them have been reducing headcounts. Um, this, the headcount reduction will come from businesses which might not be profitable. That means their business segments where haven't really generated revenues. So going forward, the companies which will be affected will most probably be coming from companies which have not really adapted to the high interest rate environment. Mm. So that's how I will be actually seeing that means companies mm. which have for the last 15 years have been borrowing money in order yeah. to sustain or fuel the growth. Right now, with high interest rates, they're probably going to actually reduce the, the, right. the size or the headcount. Yeah. So that means I'll be looking at companies where they have more leverage in this case mm. and trying to maintain that or reduce that and thereby reducing headcounts. All right. Thanks a lot, Willie. Willie King, founder, The Dividend Titan. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.